1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: One day trade. Three cents of a share. That's $3. You cheap. And one place scratch-offs.
3: When we go to gamble, we go to lose. If
2: they still work here, you can bet they're in the Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan.
3: v 880 the band. Shoulder request Thursday. Pick the songs. We'll play them. 410-583-1057 is the number. It's uh, Philadelphia Freedom, if I'm not mistaken. Little Elton John. The song, because it is sports-related, because he was a friends with Billy Jean King, well, still is. And this is the song about, remember, the WTA, the real tennis yeah, tour yeah, or whatever yeah. it was? And their women's team was called the Philadelphia Freedom. So there you go. It all circles back to sports, everybody. But since we're in the 11 o'clock hour, get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday at 410-583-1057. That reveal coming up in a few hours or so. Bob Haney, Vinnie Serrato, Ravens at practice, training camp winding down, preseason ends. Saturday in Tampa here to talk about all of that fun stuff and more. Our colleague here on 105.7 The Fan. Let's welcome in Melissa Kim. Melissa, good morning.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Um, P.S. Bob, I didn't know that you were such a diva. I didn't know that you had all these demands and requests and all these things. I'm totally kidding. But, yeah, I was laughing at that a little earlier.
3: Oh, I can be a very diva-ish, but nobody <laughs> listens to me unlike most divas. Right. Melissa, that's my problemo over here. But let's <laughs> we get to the Ravens secondary, and all of the yes. dudes came back yesterday, which is great. In theory, does this lessen your concern for the cornerback position in particular? Because they look strong at safety, and I guess if all the cornerbacks are back, then Brandon Stevens can go back more to more of the hybrid dude than as a starting cornerback. I mean, are we feeling better about cornerback today than we say a week ago at this time?
4: I would say so. It was great to be able to see Rocky Finn and Arthur Millette both back yesterday. Um, returning to practice after their respective injuries and whatever they were dealing with. So it does lessen my concerns a bit. And like you said, Brandon Stevens supposedly moving back to, you know, moving to outside corner this season from safety. But, you know, like he can play all five positions on that secondary. So he is certainly extremely talented and like useful in that sense. And obviously Kyle Hamilton, a bit of a versatility guy as well. So I do feel a smidge better for sure.
2: I thought yesterday Darby, Darby showed some speed yesterday. I, I was impressed, you know, with Darby. And I think maybe, you know, I'll, I'll be anxious to watch him. I'll guess he, he'll play Saturday, but uh, he may be able to give him something.
4: Yeah, I've heard that Darby and, um, you know, Clowney will hopefully see the field Um on Saturday because we do want to see what they can do. I mean, obviously, they've been here for a hot second, but um, how they're fitting in with the guys. And, I mean, Coach Harbaugh did say, you know, as soon as they came here that they fit right into the defense and they, they're they in great physical shape, both of them. But, you know, when you get on the field, it's a little bit different. So I would definitely love to see both of them on Saturday as well.
2: Yeah, I don't see Clowney playing. Uh, I mean, I thought yesterday um, he didn't do any one-on-one drills, but I thought in the practice and stuff, he he um he can set the edge. And I watched him in the drill work and and he's still good at bending the corner and got good hands and all those things. But I think he's going to be a solid run player for him.
4: Yeah. And, you know, especially with, you know, on the edge, and they have their guys that they've like, you know, obviously solidified and thought about, obviously, Owe and Ojabo. Um, but obviously he adds that veteran experience um with that too. Also, you know, I've been watching a lot of Malik Cam um as well and talked to him a little bit after the game on uh God, that was Monday, Monday night. Um, and he's still, you know, in the mix too and he for him, I know he had a sack against the Eagles, forced fumble against the Commanders, and he was saying that he still doesn't think that he has proved himself yet. He still says I haven't dominated a game yet. I hope to do that against Tampa, but he says, I've, he says that, you know, he's the game's slowing down for him a little bit. He feels a little bit more comfortable, which is like what you want to hear, especially with those rookie guys that the game slows down for them. But he said he's still got more to give. Like this is not, this is not, he's not sitting back and being like, Oh, I'm good now. So that was good to hear from him too.
2: The only thing I'm concerned about with him, Melissa, is I don't think he's a very good run defender right now. I think he's just a situational pass rusher.
4: Yeah. He's had some, good moves, I think, in the times I've seen him. I mean, I thought that he made Sam Howell pretty, you know, he put some pressure on Sam Howell for sure in that first half, especially. But um, I'm hoping that, you know, he'll get a shot and they'll be able to develop him a little bit more. You know, he's been here literally in the NFL for a hot second. So um, hoping that he can shake off some rookie rest and grow and learn a little bit more, too.
2: I I liked uh, against Washington the other night, Ricard Ricard's back to, you know, the the experiment's <laughs> yes. over. We found out that there's no tight ends that can block. So we got Ricard back and he's, you know, doing his thing, kicking ass. You know, that first play of the game, he kicked out and, you know, and he <laughs> went up inside for 10.
4: Yeah, no, I think Pat Ricard is seriously one of the most, probably one of the most versatile players we've seen on this team, right? He can literally play both sides of the ball. I mean, he was saying when we talked to him last week, that he was like, Oh, he's like maybe I'd like to play, like, you know, he was like trying to experiment with like what position would I really like to play? I mean, he can obviously catch the ball, he can obviously block, he played offensively he played defensively you know what can this guy not maybe he can't kick like i mean maybe that's one thing he can't do but um yeah i've loved i mean pat ricard is such a valuable like uh, you know impressive talented player and greg roman was saying last year that you know like he's just like such a fun player and a fun guy to mold and just really open to doing anything which obviously we've seen on this team so yeah major props to pat
2: what are you going to do at the quarterback backup quarterback spot
4: I really did like Josh Johnson a lot more in this past game. I think that he proved himself quite a bit against the commanders. Um, I think that he, you know, he obviously has experience and all that. Um, Huntley obviously didn't play because he was injured. I still like Huntley um, quite a bit for the number two spot um, because he, you know, because he is similar to Lamar and like we haven't seen a whole lot of him this preseason um, compared to past years but for me it's Huntley and then Just Johnson I think
2: who's your bottom three receivers
4: oh, bottom three. Uh, I mean I think that there there's a couple down in the mix right I mean again we talk I've said this every week that we have such a plethora of riches on this team that we're even talking about you know who's going to fit in at the top, like number six wide receiver. I do think Tylen Wallace locked up that number six spot um, in the last couple of weeks, but at the bottom, the guys I'm watching, um, you know, those guys that are wearing like the number 80 something jerseys. No, maybe no, no, a no. Bit.
2: I mean, oh. I'm talking about, we know who the three are that are going to be on yeah. the team. Who are the other three?
4: Oh, I like, I like, um, I like Tylan Wallace. Um, I've liked uh, Nelson Aguilar and Laquan Treadwell. I think those are, those are my three.
5: LeCron Treadwell
3: uh, <clears throat> got an uphill climb, though, I would think. He was weekend. there
2: yesterday. He was there yesterday. He, he looked all right yesterday.
3: Melissa Kim, yes. our colleague here on 105.7 The Fan. I know you were at the game on Monday night. Melissa, before we let you roll, how heartbreaking was that loss for the Ravens? 24 straight now in the record. Book, so.
4: Oh, I think it was okay. I like what <laughs> Coach Harbaugh said after the game um, in terms of, you know, it's about perspective. I said this the guys on Inside Access yesterday. It's about perspective, right? When you're a fan and you're, you know, quote-unquote meaningless games or whatever, then, like, fine. But, you know, for some of these guys, it's going to be the only time in their lives that they're going to be able to say that they played on an NFL team and wore that Ravens jersey. So it is meaningful to some people, I think. So Melissa, I think it's about perspective
3: there. Melissa Kim, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the rest of your Total Request Thursday. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks,
2: Melissa.
4: Thank you, guys. Thank yeah. you,
3: Melissa well, Kim. Everybody, it's Vidi and Haney. One hundred The fan will come back. Got the whip around. What happened in the world of sports last night? What happened historically? Orioles, one of the more memorable games in the history of the franchise, took place forty years ago at Memorial Stadium. Oriole Hall of Famer Mike Bordick joins us eleven thirty. Funhouse with Nolan McGraw eleven forty five ish, and Oriole first baseman slash outfielder DH Ryan O'Hearn. He had two knocks last night. He joins us at noon.
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Biddy and Haney's Whip Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan.
3: Time for the Whip Around. Biddy and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Here then it's total request Thursday. Pick a song, we'll play it. Send your uh, votes for featured artists Friday. We'll get into all of that good stuff in due time. Baseball, now we'll get into the AL East later on in the show. 115 to be exact. But Los Angeles Angels, Shohei Atani, went homer early in the game, was thrown against the Reds, noticed some discomfort, left the game. UCL injury tear now this is a guy that's already had Tommy John back in 2018 so he's done pitching for the season and the Angels were saying after they got swept doubleheader by the Reds yesterday that he might not they're not sure if he's going to play at all for the rest of the season so Shohei Atani. and what (laughs) separates him from all the other position players.
2: He picked. Yeah.
3: He's getting Tommy John surgery.
2: Second time, right?
3: Yeah. That two-way awesomeness that he brings to the occasion. Hey, look, the guy hits 500-foot homers and throws 100 miles an hour. I mean, there you go. But all of a sudden, that $500 million contract everybody was talking about yeah. might not be a reality anymore. So the Angels were all in at the trade deadline. Traded for Lucas Giolito. Mike Trout came back two nights ago. He's going back on the IL already. Saw that. Excuse me. Because he's not healthy. They're out of it. So now within, what, three weeks, they're in shutdown mode instead of all-in mode. But Shohei Itani. And those of you wanted to give the Angels the left side of the menu of the Orioles' prospects for him. Because he's going to help you pitch again. We all know what he can do. Now he ain't doing nothing. And he's a brilliant player. Nobody's denying it. But what's up in this dome here, the Bob Dome. He's playing a lot of losing baseball games. A lot of losing baseball games. So that chip was never landing here. And whatever hopes you may have had is sailing. Question is, how long is this guy going to be out? And is he going to have to get Tommy John surgery? Because he tried PRP before. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. And then they finally said, dude, you have to get. And I believe that's exactly what the doctor said. Dude, you need Tommy John surgery. And he acquiesced. There we go. So that's your uh, baseball news outside of the A.L. East. There There's plenty to get to, but kind of short on time. Trade happened in the NFL today. Yeah, just as Isaiah Simmons is going to the Giants for a seventh-round draft pick. This was a first-round guy just three years ago. Cardinals were trying him at safety. And I guess with mixed results. And three years after being a first-round guy, he now heads to New York. And, you know athletic dude coming out of Clemson, right?
2: Yep, very.
3: So if you're the Giants, how do you uh, maximize his uh, skill set here?
2: Bob, he was drafted eighth overall. So you know what Wink's going to do? Wink will put him. you know, Wink likes to blitz and stuff. I mean, they'll take advantage of, you know, his athleticism. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it cost you nothing for a guy that was the eighth pick in the draft.
3: Then he goes from a situation with the Cardinals where they're expected to be bad to a Giants team that made the playoffs last year and is looking to improve upon what they did in 22.
2: I think they want to be bad, Bob. Arizona.
3: They're going to be. Because yeah. <laughs> they want Caleb Williams. And what does that mean for old Kyler Murray? That'll be the, as the world oh, turns. Yeah. soap opera later on. Maxie Bond passed away. And I'm sorry I missed this. It was Saturday last Maxie Bond was a all-pro linebacker in the 60s for the Eagles and for the Rams and for the Redskins. At yep. that time with Washington, though, he was a player coach for George Allen. Then he came to the Baltimore Colts with Ted Mark Gibraltar because Ted was an assistant with George Allen in L.A. and Washington. And Maxie Bond was the D.C. for the Colts when they were winning those division titles in the mid-70s, 75 through 77. He was here for five years, but he, he coached our boy Lairdo,
5: mm-hmm.
3: coached the sack pack, then traveled around the NFL in collegiate ranks. He was an All-American at Georgia Tech. Came back to Baltimore with the Ravens because him and Marcia Brodo were connected. Ted was the head coach. Maxie was the linebacker coach, and Ray Lewis even admitted this. Maxie Bonds, the guy that banged on the table for Ray Lewis at pick number 26. Really? And Ray even acknowledged that during the Hall of Fame thing. So Maxie Bond passing away at the age of 85. He is in the finalist list for the Hall of Fame, for the Veteran Committee. He's already in the Eagles Hall of Fame. He's in the Georgia Tech Hall of Fame. And he might be joining the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But rest in peace, Maxie Bond. It's and Haney, 1057, the fan. It's the whip around this day in Orioles' history. 1973, Memorial Stadium. Orioles shut out the Royals 6-Zip. Rich Coggins three for four with a homer, two ribbies. Bobby Gritch, speaking of Hall of Fame, a lot of people think he should be in the baseball Hall of Fame. Four for four, three driven in the beat. He was three for five with a run scored. How bummery that is. Dave McNally, three hit shutout. Orioles BKC, as we said, six zip, 1996. Oriole Parkhead in yards. Orioles hold off the Angels, 5-4. Rafael Palmero, two for three, two ribbies. Eddie Murray, Robbie Alomar, Bobby Bonilla all drove in runs. Mike Messina, Picked up his 17th win. Randy Myers, his save. Number 25 on the year. 1997, year later, against the Twins again. 5-1, birds. Brady Anderson, Rafael Palmero, Geronimo Baroa, who was a uh, trade deadline acquisition by Pat Gillick. They all want yards. Scott Kamenicki got the win. Armando Benitez picked up the ninth save. He would actually doom the Orioles in the playoffs, but we haven't gotten to that point in the calendar yet. 2012. Oriole Park, Camden Yards. Chris Davis, Nolan, you remember this? How were you in 2012? 17. 17. Chris Davis hit three home runs on this night against Toronto. Four ribbies. Zach Britton got the win as a starting pitcher. And Jim Johnson picked up his 39th save as the Orioles broke that 14-year drought of postseason-less post-season misery. But 40 years ago tonight, the eventual world champion, Birds, taken on Toronto, and the Blue Jays had ascended from expansion team to a strong contender by this time, and they're at Memorial Stadium. It's the 10th inning. Len Cicott is catching. John Lollenstein's playing second base. Gary Renicky's at third base. If you're young and you don't know, you're like, so who cares? Well, Len Ciccata was the second baseman shortstop catching. John Lohenstein and Gary Reneke were outfielders playing second base and third base because of uh, maneuvering throughout the course of the game. And Tippi Martinez is on the hill. And this brilliant day took place.
2: Another throw to first. And they got him. Holy cow. Oh, my goodness.
3: I guess that was Tom Marr on the call right there. But Tippy Martinez in the 10th inning picked off three guys. Because you got Lance catching. Let me explain it to you. You have a second baseman catching. So they kept getting the lead. They kept getting the guy on base, walk, whatever. So what do you think in your first base? I'm running on this guy. Yeah. And Tippi Martinez knew it. And he kept picking him off. And then in the bottom of the 10th, who hit the game-winning homer, Vinny?
2: the
3: catcher. Len Damn right. Pre-run shot. Orioles win 7-4 40 years ago tonight. Unbelievable. I was listening to this game on the radio when I was busting tables at Pelugi's that a little Italy. We'll come back, talk to Oriole Hall of Famer Mike Bordick about the current day. Birds win last night, 7-zip. Trying to win the series against Toronto tonight. And then the Rockies come to town. Ryan O'Hearn, Oriole first baseman slash DH slash outfielder. He had two knocks. He's been one of the big parts of this Orioles offense. He'll join us top of the hour. And then a fun house trip with Nolan McGraw. Mixed in between.
5: The best Orioles coverage, the best Ravens coverage, the best Terps coverage. 1057,
3: fan. V880, 7, the fan. VidHating1057, the fan. Total request Thursday. Pick the song for Layla. Going on there. Derek and the Dominoes, Eric Clapton, Dwayne Allman. What a band. What a band they were for the brief period of time that they were around. Orioles win last night. 7 zip behind Dean Kramer and Santander's two homers. Trying to win the series tonight. Kyle Gibson going up against Jose Barrios. Baltimore baseball tonight. Me and Ryan Ripken and Nolan. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts Live from Pickles Pub. We start at 6, going to the game. Stop by and say hi. Bob Haney, Vinnie Serrato, joining us now as he does every Thursday. Oriole Hall of Famer, our colleague here on Baltimore Baseball tonight, he's Mike Bordick. Bordick, good morning. Good morning, Bob.
6: How are you today?
3: Doing all right, dude. Appreciate the time as always. And Dean Kramer stepping up. Jack Flaherty. He uh, was scratched because of general soreness. General soreness, by the way, is not some guy in the game clue. He's just got, I guess, general soreness. But Kramer comes in in a pinch and watching him throw last night. How impressed were you with him? And if we're putting together uh, the rotation for the first round of the playoffs, where's Dean Kramer fitting in Mike Bordick's?
6: Yeah, well, I was scratched for uh, general soreness this morning, too. So, anyway, it's it's going around. It's going around. Now, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm a little concerned about Flaherty, uh, honestly, because he's had uh, an injury-prone career. So, just uh, a red flag right there, and there's no timetable on when he's coming back. Uh, But Dean Kramer – you know, I think just when everybody thinks about counting Dean Kramer out, uh, keeping him off the postseason roster, uh, or at least out of the rotation anyway, things like that, he steps up and just pitches really solid, big league games. Um, and last night was so different. Uh, yeah, he, he he seems to always rise to the occasion when the Orioles need him. was uh, a very good start last night, and Dean Kramer continues to impress.
3: Yeah, I usually scratch my general soreness, if you know what I'm saying there, Mike Bordek, but Anthony <laughs> Santander, he comes back after two or three games, I think it was, with a sore back. I mean, I know it's a stupid question and the answer is obvious, but when Santander is really swinging the bat well, how much can he carry this offense, say other guys are maybe cooling off a little bit?
6: Well, I think – he's really important and he and he shows his value i think every time he's on the field but uh the ability to switch it a uh, consistent power from both sides uh you know he's he's an impact offensive player obviously you saw in last night's ball game what he's capable of doing um although that's pretty uh heroic feat two home runs in a ball game but uh yeah he's he can be a dominant offensive player i think he's led in a lot of the uh offensive categories all season long. I uh, It's unfortunate that a little injury kind of set him back a little bit. Um, and I know Brandon Hyde's been really trying to manage some games, but, you know, you can think about, you know, the time Hicks was kind of floundering on whether or not he should go on the IL. And I think that's when Santander needed that break. And I think, uh, unfortunately, it set him back for a few days, but it's obviously great to have him back in the lineup and uh, just kind of proceed with
3: caution, right, because he's a very, uh, uh, you know, important bat in this Oriole lineup. Mike Bordick, Oriole Hall of Famer, joining us here. Vinny and Haney, 105.7. The fan total request Thursday, Orioles Blue Jays, game 3, Tonight, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. We're going to have Ryan O'Hearn on, Bordy, coming up top of the hour. If we're voting for most valuable Oriole here is Ryan O'Hearn a guy that would deserve at least some consideration for that honor?
6: Um, why not? Why not, right? I mean, uh, I think he gave them a, a huge boost uh, when the Orioles needed it. I think the Orioles were kind of wondering what was going to happen with Ryan Mountcastle. Um, you know, and, and this was before Vertigo even set in, um, especially with the ability of O'Hearn Uh, to play first base and the way he was swinging the bat. And he certainly did great things, you know, for uh, the time he's been up there. So, yeah, why not consider him? But, I I mean, this is a – I don't know. I think there are a lot of potential MVPs for this Oriole team. Um, And O'Hearn, obviously, one of them. But every every guy, man, seems to step up and is deserving, I think, to make an argument for
2: almost everybody 1 through 9 in this lineup. Hey, Bordy, I thought last night, the difference in that game last night was the Orioles' defense compared to Toronto's defense. I mean, the Orioles with Hern making that play at first, saved a run probably, Urias' play at third, you know, and then uh, Toronto, they were throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah, yeah,
6: and you know what? This is every night with the Orioles. The night before, Mountcastle made a great play at first base, uh, a double play. Um, these guys bring their leather. They know how to uh, be ready for a pitch. Um, they have great pre-pitches, uh infield coach, uh, outfield coaches do a great job working with them. Um, it's as good a defensive team as there is in baseball right now. They do not hurt themselves uh, typically uh, in the field. They make uh, the plays, and they make great plays uh, as well. So, you know, that's enough to, to really hurt a, an opposing team's offense when, when the Orioles' defense shows up every night, and it's so hard to even get a hit you know, some nights against this Orioles defense. And, and, yeah, the Blue Jays uh, hurt themselves. They know the importance of these games, and they know the importance. Uh, every every big league team does. You give a team an extra opportunity, they will typically take advantage of it. You give them three extra opportunities, and you are going to get beat. Um, that's just the way it goes. So, yeah, you got to play clean baseball. The Orioles have been doing that for, uh, geez, the whole summer.
2: Hey, Bordy, are you surprised at how <laughs> consistent Webb's been?
6: I, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, you know, I'm surprised at how consistent all these guys have been.
2: Um, Other honestly, than Fuji, and I know Other than Fuji, <laughs>
3: yeah, his I know, inconsistency
2: is. Right. Like, <laughs> oh passes. my god!
6: But what are you going to get every night? But yeah, absolutely. Very impressed with Webb. I think the Orioles once again have uh, kind of worked their magic and uh, got him in the right place. I think. I think a lot of guys, when they come over to the Orioles, they feel like they have something to prove. Obviously they get a little chip on their shoulder because somebody didn't want them, right? So uh, they get a chip on their shoulder. They learn some new things, maybe analytically with hand position or maybe a a certain pitch you should throw more frequently because I think the Orioles are uh, one of the best organizations now. Uh, And I don't even know. I'm just kind of, I guess, guessing at this, but it just seems like they're on top of their analytic game because their success rate appears to be pretty high with kind of helping um, guys along, especially bullpen arms. They maximize what these guys have to give, and right now Webb's throwing really well.
3: we Hall of Famer Mike Bordick joining us here, Video Haney 105.7 The Fan joins us every Thursday. Our colleague, of course, on Baltimore baseball tonight. Bordy, last thing for you. Austin Both came back off the 60-day IL. But Mike Bauman was sent back to AAA Norfolk, 9-1 and one on the year. How surprised were you to see that news yesterday?
6: Uh, a little bit, uh, but not uh, blown away. You know, I think th- these are opportunities for some of these guys to get these, you know, resets, I guess, if you will. Kind of uh, take a breather, um, you know. And I think Bauman's going to play a big part. Listen, he's huge in this Orioles bullpen, one of the most trusted arms. And all of a sudden he has a couple you know, rough outings and he's sent down. But this is not because I think of performance. I think it's more of just, okay, take, you, take a deep breath, uh, regroup the troops. We're going to need you down the stretch and get them back up here. And I think with both, I think, you know, it's just uh, let, let's see what you can offer us. And if you can give us a couple spot starts, That'd be great. Can, we get, can you give us length in the pen? I think uh, there's a great opportunity for him once again with the Orioles to really step up. He's done it in the past, and the Orioles are hoping he can do it again uh, here down the stretch.
3: He is Oriole Hall of Famer Mike Bordick. Mike, as always, appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. You guys, too. I'm having me. ...everybody. He'll be joining us on BBT coming up in a couple of weeks. You don't want to miss that. Speaking of tonight, me, Ryan Ripkin, Nolan McGraw, live from Pickles Pub, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Unfortunately, the weather might be... We might have to improvise and adapt. We'll elaborate as the program rolls on. Funhouse coming up next. With Nolan, we got Ryan O'Hearn. We just talked about him. He's hitting over 310 bombs, 40 ribbies. He brings positional versatility. Vinny, you talked about this defensive play he made last night to save the Orioles some damage. So he'll join us, top of the hour. sell? where's the cake? We'll find out at 12.15. And Cordell Woodland's going to be joining us, news from the nest style, at
2: 12.30. As Heider would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man.
5: I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan.
3: Daughter Request Thursday. We picked a song. So, crack the sky for you. Skin deep, as you can hear. Pick a song. We'll play it. Get your boats in. Featured on Friday. That reveal coming up in a couple of hours here on the program. Oriole uh, Slugger, Ryan O'Hearn joining us top of the hour. You don't want to miss that. By yourself, 12 15. Let's count that cake. And then Cordell Woodland will be joining us. News from the Nest today, last day of uh, training camp. And then a walk-through tomorrow, preseason finale, and then it's off to the regular season.
2: Yeah, it's the last day for the media to be able to go see full practices. So, I mean, it's probably going to be yesterday, which was all situated. They're in game. They're in uh, regular season mode right now. And there's not a ton to – I mean, you can see some things, you know, and it's nice to see who's out there and who's healthy and that. But they did have one-on-ones with the wide receivers, DBs. But the only thing about that, Bob, is is – A lot of guys don't go, you know, like Odell didn't go. Zay Zay flowers didn't go Bateman, you know, so it's, it's not good on good. It's, you know, the guys trying to make the team still going. The other guys were the pass rush stuff. Uh, That was, that was good on. That was pretty good.
3: And we'll talk about the NFL with the NFL lunch segment coming up top of the hour. San Francisco has made a decision with their number two quarterback. What happens to the guy that didn't win? That battle. We'll get into that. American League East report. One fifteen. Talk about what happened in the division yesterday. What's happening today? Have some day games going on in the MLB, including some AL East teams. And then Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, talk real and fantasy football with him as we're just a couple away, a couple, of, couple of weeks away from the start of the NFL season. Of Nolan, what's happening?
7: Doing pretty good. Kind of sad the Orioles aren't playing the Blue Jays anymore after tonight. The uh, good. All season, winning what? Nine Nine and three now, looking to be 10 and three. Years since they've won the season series against them, let alone dominate it like this. Last year, close to 500, which was a nice change of pace after being on the wrong end of domination for years prior to that. But man, I mean, you keep bringing it up with the Blue Jays, their woes in the AL East. It makes no sense. You know, you got Kevin Gosman, that's his second start against the Orioles this year, where he's been. You know, not at his best. It wasn't terrible, but, you know.
2: His defense didn't help.
7: You're thinking, how often is uh, Kevin Gaussman going to get outpitched in a matchup? And that's twice against the Orioles he's been outpitched this year.
3: Well, their problem has been inability to get clutch hits, too, as we talked about with Ben Nicholson-Smith a couple of days (laughs) ago. And, up, you know, defensively, you know, they have their brain farts. Yeah, And they had them a little bit yesterday. How about Seattle brain farting? A win away against uh, Chicago as their eight-game winning streak came to an end. We'll get into all of that and more, but I'll tell you this. Toronto leaves, and hopefully the Orioles win the series. I'd much rather face Colorado than the Blue Jays. How's that sound? No doubt. Colorado trying to do the Orioles some favors. Almost did one last night. Let it slip away. We'll get to that with the AL East report right now. Let's go to the Funhouse. house. Quick Draws, Fun House.
2: The, 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 the rudeness, tuneness text reader. Oh, the fastest gun alive. This side of the Chesapeake.
0: Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today.
2: 443-348-8812.
5: I like that quick draw.
2: 1057 The Fan.
7: First one here says the Cedric Mullins catch in deep center got overshadowed by the offensive outburst that followed, but that was a game-changing play at the time, holding on to a 2-0 lead. Uh,
3: changed the tone of the inning for Cano as well. Yeah, no doubt. And Cedric Mullins has made these Spider-Man-like plays <coughs> all career long. He's had his moments of getting a little wally there where sometimes the misread will happen, like i got Paul Blair or something. But Cedric Mullins, his glove... He saves a ton of runs, and hopefully, based on whatever criteria they uh, have to decide Gold Glove winners, at least finalists, this guy starts getting a little, uh, little respect over here.
7: Must have heard about Cowser's. can uh,
3: no respect over here.
7: What see, was uh, Colton Cowser last night, even better catch, robbing a home run yeah. in uh, AAA. I think
3: he got the golden sombrero at the plate, though. Yeah. Got to impact the game when yeah. you can. Hey, yeah. I'll steal. Or I might not get drive in any, but I'll take him from you.
7: Another one here says uh, blueprint performance for Dean Kramer last night. 60% first pitch strikes, no walks. That's from
3: Rick in Louisiana. Well, it's all it's like a simple equation. As George Bamberger said, as Ray Miller said, as Jim Palmer will tell you, work fast, throw strikes, change speeds, and everything should be fine for you. When Kramer starts to lose it a little bit, he starts to nibble, fall, falls behind in the count. Then he starts serving up the souvenirs. He looked very on point last night, you know, finding out less than 24 hours prior that he was actually going to yep. be the pitcher in that game.
7: Uh, as far as Kramer, where he slots in in a postseason rotation, Texter makes a good point here, says if Kramer is your game two starter behind Bradish, you're assuming that makes Grayson
3: your game three starter or three or four. Him or Gibson, I guess. What in if, that what s-
2: Means is looking good?
3: I don't know if he'll be stretched out enough
7: to give you. A- but in that scenario, the texter says, are you comfortable having Grayson start on the road as a game three or four starter? Do you make him the two starter so he starts at
3: home? Take the diapers off. No kid gloves. I mean, are you worried about Grace Rodriguez the way he's throwing right now? Nobody outside of Kyle Gibson's pitched in the playoffs for this Orioles rotation. So I don't think it matters. Whoever's dealing the best gets
7: the deal. And one last one here. Texter says, uh, Fujinami should still not be pitching in high leverage situations unless everyone else is unavailable. Even
3: last night had some pitches that were out of control, nowhere close to the zone. I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. Yeah. 7-0, 12-1, get him out there. And watch him strike out the side. (laughs) 2-2, 10th inning. Hold on to your remotes and grab that beer and start sucking it down. It's video at 8105. the fan, Ryan O'Hearn, Oriole Slugger going to be joining us in a matter of minutes. Talk about last night's win, his glove work, the glove work of the team all season long. And look ahead to Colorado a little bit here over the weekend in Camden Yards by herself, twelve fifteen. And Cordell Woodland going to join us. News from the Nest style at twelve thirty.